Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, uh, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 117 of Selling the Couch. Thank you for taking the time to join me for today's podcast conversation. So today's conversation may not make much sense unless you've listened to the previous version or the previous episode of the podcast, which you can find at sellingthecouch.com forward slash 116. But uh, the reason I said that is because this is actually a two-part conversation all about creating therapeutic groups in your practice. And in today's conversation, we're actually talking all about setting fees for your group. Um, how do you advertise your group? And then how do you fill your group? My guest is Katie May. Katie is a colleague actually here in Philly. And uh, she has run several successful groups. In fact, as of this recording right now, she's on her seventh group. And she's just done really well with her group from a, a financial standpoint, but also just from an impact standpoint. Uh, she specifically is a DBT certified therapist and works with teens. And so her groups are actually all focused on serving teens. And But Katie also helps our field to learn more about how to structure your own groups. So in today's conversation, we're going to cover a number of things. One, just the simple formula that Katie uses to determine the fees for her groups. And then this idea, which, I mean, actually, when I heard this on the podcast, as I was recording, I was like, man, this is such a smart idea. But this idea of like prepaying for sessions and how Katie sets that up so that in like, for example, summer months where folks might be traveling and things, it benefits the client in that they get a little bit of a discount if they prepay for sessions. But it also helps Katie because during summer months like that, where there's downturns, it's not that financial kind of uh, roller coaster. And then we talk a lot about how Katie is advertising her groups and then some of the things around things that have worked for her when it comes to social media. So uh, nothing too nerdy, but uh, too nerdy in terms of social media. But uh, today is just a really practical conversation and I hope that it inspires you. As show notes to today's episode can be found at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 117. And last but not least, before we get to today's podcast conversation, I just wanted to thank the folks over at Brighter Vision for supporting today's podcast. Brighter Vision is 
website design that is done for you. Uh, if you're in the process or you need an update on your private practice website or just in the process of creating your private practice website and just don't want to do it on your own, I encourage you to check out Brighter Vision. Um, they have an outstanding reputation in our community. If you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Brighter Vision and you enter the code COUCH at checkout, you get the first month absolutely free. So uh, here's my conversation with Katie May from creativehealingphilly.com and becomeagroupguru.com. Hi, Katie. Welcome back to Selling the Couch. Hey, Melvin. Thanks for having me again. Uh, this is pretty cool that we're recording back to back. I feel like this is such a interesting but like a very like in-depth topic of like how do you create groups for your practice and I, I really am grateful that you would take time out of the day and to actually record two of these episodes absolutely i'm happy to do it i love talking about it and this is great yeah so the last session we talked all about brainstorming and structuring your first group so if you guys haven't had a chance to check that out you can find that at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 116 but today's episode, we're talking all about setting fees, advertising, and then actually filling a group. So let's just start at the very top. I feel like this is a common struggle for many clinicians, which is setting fees. So how did you decide on fees for your groups? So I like to say with fees to start from the end and then work backwards. And I really like to think about what is it that I want to call in for that hour that I'm in my groups? And, you know, there's no set standard for what you need to make in a group, but I like to make two to three times my hourly rate when I work in the group setting. So I started by deciding on the number, what is it that I want to call in? And then also knowing that I cap all of my groups at eight members, both for logistics, because that's what fits comfortably in the room. And also because that's what makes sense for me and the kind of group that I run. So I divided my big number by eight. And that's how I came up with my weekly group number and then kind of compared and contrasted against like typical insurance co-pays and what people are paying out of pocket to see does this number make sense. So I'm 90% private pay. I'm only on one insurance panel. So when I was thinking of my fees, I wanted to make it be something that was accessible to people and lower than my regular individual hourly rate to provide them with a lower price point to still access my services. That's actually such a, a really practical way of looking at it. Yeah. I like it that it it doesn't, because uh, I think for a lot of us, right, where we get stuck in fees, it becomes uh, an emotional kind of mm -hmm. aspect, which I think the emotion is not bad because we don't want to like make this like so crazy high fee, you know, but at the same time, we do want to remove a little bit of the emotion from the setting the fee process. So I like how you actually just did math and figured out. Well, I think people overcomplicate it. And you're right, it's because emotion comes into it. And they want to make sure it's this, you know, perfect price that are people going to pay this. But I like to look at it from the other direction is that I know I'm offering something of high value. And I can justify the fee that that is being quoted for it. So, you know, the, my ideal client is the one who can pay my fees and who's willing to invest in the process. And I don't think my fees are outrageous for groups either. But, you know, thinking about it from the practical side is always helpful. Yeah, no, absolutely. This might be a really silly question, but did you like charge by like, do you do, you do some kind of prepayment or do you charge by the session or like, I guess basically what I'm asking is like, what does that look like at the end of the session where you're trying to decide fees? 
Yeah, so I give people different options. My very first group, I was so nervous about collecting payments. So I know that it's something that people struggle with. And, you know, when you have six, eight, 10 people in the room, it's definitely more complicated and chaotic than just one person at the end of a session being able to say, how would you like to pay for today? So I give people options and I either have them do, they can pay weekly or they can pay monthly. And then depending on the group, they could do a package. So I'll give you different examples of this. You know, paying weekly is exactly what it sounds like. And and they know they're socialized to the idea of they come in, they hand me a check, and I put it under my paperweight, and then we start groups. It's really easy. You know, you find a system that works, and you just go with it. I also have what I call my monthly membership for groups. And this is when I give people a slight discount if they sign up for the monthly auto pay. And I look at it kind of like a gym membership or a tuition in the sense that they're paying monthly whether their teenager attends every group or not. Now, my groups are not drop-in. They are expected to attend weekly, but if they happen to be sick one week or they go on vacation one week, their fees aren't being prorated for that week that they continue to pay the monthly membership because it's the discounted price. And this, for me, has become the majority of my clients versus the weekly because they get a discount, so it's appealing to them up front. But it also helps me, like, over the summer when census gets lower, you know, when people go away or over holiday breaks when people tend to forget, you know, they have holiday parties and things going on. So it helps me to keep my income stable and to know what to expect, even when the group census fluctuates a little bit. Yeah, it's such a smart way of looking at it, because it's both benefiting them and benefiting you, which I think that's the best like combo. Exactly. And then if I have a closed group, sometimes I'll do a package rate. You know, right now I have a 12 week group running, which was an intentional closed group to filter into my ongoing groups once summer comes and I have seniors that graduate out. And I give a little bit more of a discount even over the monthly rate if they pay the full fee upfront for all 12 groups. So they have lots of options to pay. Right. So really like nitty gritty, but like on this prepay, like what are you using to, to accept payment and right now? Yeah. So for my monthly membership, I use Moon Clerk because they allow for recurring payments. And I just really like it. It's simple to use. You can brand it with your, your colors and your logo. And it's it's pretty and easy. So I can send families a link and they just sign up through that. For my prepaid, if they're paying overall as a whole for like the 12-week package, I have them pay by check only because I feel like if I'm lowering my fees even more that on top of that, I don't also want to be paying credit card chargeback fees. So I say, you know, if you want to pay prepaid, paid for the whole 12 sessions. It is a discount, but it's by check only. Got it. My podcast editor uses Moonclerk and she raves about it as well. Yeah, I really like it. Let's just shifting a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about just advertising and and sharing your group in the community. Like, I feel like that's a different struggle that folks have, right? So for you, what do you do? Okay, so I love advertising. I will start there that I love marketing and I think that it gets a bad rap. But for me, marketing is all about sharing value and just making authentic connections. So I will give you specific examples of that. One of the big ways that I market for my groups is through creating community contacts and having really strong, authentic relationships with other people in my community. So reaching out to other therapists to find out, you know, who they serve and who their ideal population is and positioning myself as the group 
person while they are the individual person. So maybe saying something like, you know, hey, Julie, it's great to connect with you. I love meeting with other teen therapists in my community. I run a lot of groups, but I have a lot of overflow and would love to hear about who you serve so that when I have individual clients, I can send them your way. And that is, you know, 100% true and genuine. It's not just a line that I'm saying to other people. And it's a great way, you know, that reciprocity is a great way to build connections in your community, as well as coordinating care with primary care doctors or case managers or, you know, in in our area, we have family-based services, which is a whole program. So coordinating with those family therapists and really just creating connections and, and making yourself visible and known in the community as a person who offers groups by offering value to other people in the community. So that I would say is one of the big ones for how I advertise groups. And the other one would be offering content on, you know, I do a weekly blog that I send out as a newsletter to over 500 people in the community. I'm on Facebook a lot. I do every day I'm showing up and I'm sharing tips and tricks on Facebook. And people always comment about, you know, when I do a Facebook live, even if it's something as simple as sharing a video of my new space or talking about something that parents can do to support their teens. So just continuing to offer value to people through the content that I create has positioned me as someone who really knows what they're talking about. And so people tend to gravitate towards that and see me as someone who can help their teen and and want to find out more about groups. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting you mentioned the uh, Facebook Live because was it the other day you posted something about like your office, right? You did a a Facebook Live. And, you know, like we've connected a little bit, but I felt like when I watched that video, I was like, oh, you know, this is like it was something very tangible, you know? Right. About, about it. Like it was more than just a website where it was like, you know, I have groups for teens, right? Like yeah. when I was like, oh, this is Katie's space and this is who Katie is. And I don't know. I just, I wanted to tell you that because I just felt like there was just a good connection that I, I felt with you. Thank you. That's really great feedback. I mean, and it's one that I will say video more and more is not only is it the marketing research they're saying, like, that's the new way to go. That's what, you know, it's what works, but I'm finding that it's what works. I have videos on my website about, you know, what does a typical group look like? What are we doing in group? Here's how group works. So I, I will make YouTube videos or do Facebook lives and just talk about those things and not in any kind of really professional or really polished kind of videos, but just me talking as if I'm the same way I would talk about it to someone in an intake session or if they were standing right in front of me. And so parents will call and say, I watched your videos with my teenager and they felt like they could connect with you. So I think it's that, you know, being genuinely you and showing up and sharing in that way is what people are going to connect with. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I feel like there's a lot of different options in terms of like social media, all these like advertising, all these things. What would you say has been like, and maybe this is population dependent, but what for you, what has been like the top two best platforms or best ways to advertise your groups that have given you the best ROI? Can I give you three? <laughs> yes, you can give three. <laughs> okay. Well, I would say first off has been Facebook. I know there are so many different social media platforms and I dabble in some of the other ones, but I don't think that you need to be an expert in all of them to get a return on your investment. So for me, Facebook has been a place where I feel comfortable and I can show up. And I also, you know, I get so many calls from parents that are like, I saw you on Facebook or my friend liked your post on Facebook and that's how I found you. So I think it is like you're saying, knowing your population and where they are and where they're hanging out and showing up there, but also your comfort level and where you want to be. So 
Facebook has been one of the main ways that I get visibility in my community. And then I would say community connections, which isn't a platform of any sort, but being able to keep in contact with those community connections through my email list, you know, building people on an email list and and staying in contact with them, offering them value consistently week after week. I have people say all the time to me, I, you know, I send my email newsletter out on Sundays at 11 and they say, I wait for your newsletter on Sundays. I drink my coffee and I read it and it's really helpful. You give practical tips. So being consistent and offering that value in my email newsletter to my community has been really helpful too. And then I would say the third one, the bonus one, is not on any of those things. It's not any kind of advertising as much as it is providing awesome groups that, you know, if you're focused on providing the amazing experience of a group that then those whatever population you serve are going to be talking about that to somebody who needs that support or that I have teens that tell their friends, you should join a group, you should talk to Katie if if their friends are struggling or parents that say, I got your name from my friend whose daughter was in one of your groups. So one of the great things about providing an amazing service is that other people are going to talk about that service. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Like letting the product speak for itself, letting the product be the advertising, essentially. Exactly. Really just practical. How early do you start advertising in terms of, you know, when you've got a new group that's starting up? I would say give yourself at least 12 weeks if you're starting a new group, because you want to give yourself enough time to really get visible in the community, to put the word out there, to have enough time to screen all of the applicants, to make sure everyone's a good fit and get all of your pieces in place. So at least 12 weeks to really from start to finish before you start the group. And I know that this makes people nervous. Like, well, if someone's interested in my group in week 12, and I'm not starting for three months, what do I do in the meantime? And that's where having these in office intake sessions come in, you want to have somebody come into the office, you want to screen them, you want to do a full intake session, I charge a full fee for my intake session, because I'm of the belief that the more people invest both emotionally and financially, the more committed they are to the group process. So if they're coming in and connecting with you, and it's 12 weeks out, but you are able to guide them through this process of this is what group is, and this is how it's going to help you meet the goals that we talked about in this intake session. And then you maintain contact with them, then throughout those 12 weeks, you know, send them an email three weeks in with an article, like, here's something that we're going to talk about in group or excited to see you in group in a few weeks, here's a survey to fill out just, you know, kind of these breadcrumbs of contact throughout those 12 weeks that they're going to be really excited by the time that group starts. Yeah, no, such great tips. So I don't know when this was, but you're running your Facebook ads really well because I happen to see one of your Facebook ads pop up on my feed. Oh, Uh, cool. Yeah, so I was like, man, she's doing this really well. Any like specific, I don't know, I feel like this could be an entire episode, but like just any specific like trainings or tips in terms of like Facebook ads? Because I mean, I found the same thing. Like Facebook ads have given me great, you know, return on investment. Yeah, I would say that, well, first off, that it's a lot of trial and error. Like, I don't think that there's any one actual, like, template that is going to work for every single person. And it's interesting. A few weeks ago, I ran an ad that was just boosting a post that I had created about my excitement for opening my new teen support center. And I filled four therapist schedules and my groups are overflowing because of that one ad that people just connected with it so well. And I think there were a couple things that made it really successful for me. Like one, that it was me sharing about my passions. It was me being authentic. That two, being that it was very niche. I was talking about, you know, it was a teen support 
support center. It was something very specific. And in my opinion, you know, filling a hole in the community that there's not many things that that are made specifically for this population as much as they are like, you know, child and family centers and things like that, which they're all great, too. So I think those were two of the pieces that I found that made it really successful. But after that, after the success of that ad, I thought, let me go out and get some more Facebook ads training so I can improve upon that. So I took this training and I made an ad based on this training, you know, in the specific way that the instructor said to do. And it was a complete flop and it didn't work at all. And so that for me makes me reflect on and go back to that you have to to work from your place of passion. And when you're trying to follow someone else's formula to a T and in a way that's not really aligned with who you are, that it's not going to be helpful anyway. So I don't know if that helps anyone else, but it definitely just helps me to remember to trust myself and to go with what's authentic to me. And that's what tends to help me attract the people who need what I have to offer. Yeah, no, I I think that's so helpful, I think, to hear that because not just with Facebook ads, right, but like any kind of training. Ultimately, I think part of it is taking the wisdom of the person that's teaching, right? But at the same time, relying on our own wisdom and saying, you know what, like, especially for us in our field, right? You know, I think sometimes it's what you said, you know, earlier, it's like, I think sometimes marketing gets this rap, but I think about marketing as just like authentic connection, right? Yeah, which naturally, I think, comes to us as clinicians, right? And I think if you start to even think whether it's like something like this, like Facebook ads, right, where that ad did well because you were just human and you just showed up, right? Right. As you, as opposed to like, this is the formulaic Katie and this is what she's supposed (laughs) to write, right? Right. Yeah. And I would add to that, that my whole marketing plan is about adding value. Mm. So a lot of the Facebook ads that I run that really work are about an ad that goes to one of my blog posts that adds a lot of concrete value to people's lives. So I like to talk about you know, using my content to solve step zero or step one of what people need. So if they have a teenager who's really anxious and can't get to school, then I might write a blog about how to manage your teen's anxiety in the morning routine. So they're already getting, you know, bite-sized pieces of information about what sessions with me might look like. So they're getting some of the relief or some of the problem solved from the, the blog posts that I'm writing. And then, you know, when they need help implementing it or they need a third party to help them translate some of it to their teenager, then they're reaching out to me and they're calling me. So I like to solve problems and give practical tips. And I'll run a lot of Facebook ads to this value first. And then when I have a group that I want to fill, I can retarget to those people that are clicking on my ads and reading my blogs. So they already know, like, and trust me, and they're ready to sign up for a group as opposed to my first Facebook ad being, hey, I have a group that's enrolling now, but nobody's ever heard of me before and knows Mm -hmm. what I'm about. Yeah, it's this idea of which I follow the same principle, which is give before you ask. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know, it it seems like common sense. But like, yeah, I think sometimes I think we can lose that, you know, especially when there's a paid item that's involved. And like, we feel that financial pressure. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's natural that you want to pay to fill your group or to pay to get, you know, whatever your service is get people to engage in it. But the best way to do that from my perspective is to position yourself as someone who already can solve their problems. And that way they naturally gravitate towards you. You mentioned a a technical term retargeting. So just (laughs) quickly explain what retargeting is. Oh my gosh, I'm going to try and do it. Um, (laughs) That can help if a little bit I know. so. So there's so much technicality that goes into this, or at least for my brain, it seems hard to, to 
streamline it. But so people that are engaging with, you know, a video that I create on Facebook or that click over to my blog and that are on my website, you can actually, there's like a snippet of code that you can put in your website, a Facebook pixel that can track people that are visiting your page so that then, you know, anyone who's visiting that blog, it kind of pings them (laughs) with being able to track them so that then when you want to run another ad, you can actually target it exactly to the people who have visited your Facebook page, or you can target it exactly to people who have watched a, a video of yours on Facebook. So there's different ways to kind of track people who actually engage with your content and then send an ad that goes directly to those people. Did that work? Did I do that? Okay. Yeah, I think that was okay. right. Yeah. So essentially you're targeting people that have already expressed an interest in your content. So it's like warm traffic as opposed to like cold traffic. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Katie, I cannot believe we did two sessions of this and I can't believe how fast the time flew. I feel like we could probably have a couple of sessions talking about groups. But uh, again, I just I'm so grateful for you because I, I think just your passion, I think, to create groups, but then your passion to like share with our field and, and to help others, I think, create groups. Um, I don't know. It's just it's amazing. And I'm just uh, grateful for you. Thank you. I think that groups can save the world. I think when everyone knows that they're not alone and other people get them and can support them, that the world will be a better place. So that's always just my mission to get people in groups and to help other people get their groups up so that we can save the world together. Awesome. And please feel free to mention uh, your where we can reach you, your private practice website, and some of the things that you're doing to help our field groups with groups and building groups and all of those things. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so private practice website is creativehealingphilly.com for people in the Philadelphia area. And then if you want help with starting or growing your group, my coaching website is becomeagroupguru.com. I offer two different courses. One is a six continuing education credit course for the direct client care part of groups, you know, what to do in groups, activities, group screenings and intakes and everything in that process. The other is my group marketing course. It's called Become a Group Guru, and it takes you through the whole process of, you know, starting at zero and getting your group up and running and everything in between and how to market in a heart-centered way that works for you. Awesome. Katie, take good care of yourself, okay? Thank you, Melvin. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Bye. Hi there. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Katie, and I hope that it gives you some new ideas in terms of how to fill your groups, how to advertise your groups, and also how to set fees for your group. There was just a, a bunch of just really practical information. There was uh, This was one of those sessions where I was uh, simultaneously trying to do a podcast conversation and then take notes as well. But You know, because as I mentioned in last sessions, groups is something that I'm thinking about as well in terms of my own private practice. Just one kind of big thing that really resonated for me was actually that exercise that Katie mentioned at the beginning of the podcast conversation. I encourage you to listen to it one more time. I'm actually going to be listening to it as soon as I, I get done with this recording, because I just think there's a lot of that exercise just removes a lot of the emotional hurdles of setting fees for our groups. And I actually think in terms of, I would imagine a version of that exercise could be usable in uh, setting fees for individual and couples as well. So, uh, but definitely check that out. If you haven't had the chance, show notes to today's episode can be found over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number one, one, seven. 
And again, you can find more information about uh, just if you're thinking about starting a group practice, you can uh, learn more information about Katie at becomeagroupguru.com. And as we wrap up again, just wanted to thank Perry and the team over at Brighter Vision for supporting today's podcast session. Brighter Vision is a company that works exclusively with our field to help us create absolutely beautiful uh, private practice websites. One of the neatest things with Brighter Vision is that they have actually studied, I mean, thousands and thousands of different data points to figure out what works on private practice websites. So what they have are a number of just different templates that you can tweak according to your private practice needs. But all of those templates have been validated and just tested and tweaked. So uh, when you're creating a website, you're actually getting something that instead of, uh, is this actually going to convert? It's more like... Uh, this is definitely going to convert and let's figure out how to tweak it to you. So you can find out more about Brighter Vision at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Brighter Vision. And at checkout, if you guys decide to go with them, uh, please enter the word couch. Uh, that gives you the first month absolutely free. And uh, we can go from there. Have a great rest of your week. And uh, thank you again for tuning in to today's podcast. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business, just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.